Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. I'm your host, Lorelai, where we talk all things metaphysics. Okay, everything sounds good, looks good. It's good. It's good. It's good. All right. I don't think I have enough crystals by me, though. I think I need to get more. Oh, well. It's all right. I think more than me has that problem with the crystals, but whatever. We all need more, I suppose. That's probably not true for me, but you know what? Whatever. It's fine. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Third Eye with Lorelai. And you guys, today is the end of season two. This is the last episode before I go on a summer break. And I know some of you are going, yay, a break. No, hopefully not. Hopefully you guys are like, hey, wait a minute. Damn it. (laughs) So really, it's just me that's saying, yay, a break, because, you know, I need to have some time to rebuffer my episodes and get all the things ready for the third season and record some really incredible interviews that I have coming up. And man, there's some really cool stuff where I'm going to be talking about aliens. And I finally have my first dude. So I'm really excited to talk to a dude on this podcast because I feel like I haven't had enough dude representation. So yay for that. I'm really excited to have you guys finally here a male on Third Eye with Lorelai. So I'm really excited to introduce you to him and all of his amazing, incredible wisdom and forethought and knowledge and have that be represented on Third Eye with Lorelai for y'all to experience and love and connect with. So anyway, that is coming up in the third season. Um, And then also the incredible Julie Lyons will be back for more funny shit that she brings to the... (laughs) Not shit. She's incredible. She has so much insight and wisdom, and I just love being in her energy. I love you, Julie. You're amazing. So that is going to be coming up also in the third season, and I'm really excited to bring it to you guys. But first comes the summer break because I've got a crap load of, of traveling and a lot of different holidays and things that are coming up. So I'm going to be taking actually a four-week break. So the next time you will see a new episode will be on the first Saturday in August. So that'll be August 7th. And then you will get brand new episodes of Third Eye with Lorelai. So hold out for it, guys. Enjoy that summer time, love, and all the things. And you'll hear all the new things back in August when I'll be back with fresh new insight, crystals and topics and quotes and all the things for you. And the general ramblings of Lorelai, which, you know, hopefully you all love that by now. (laughs) So anyway, let's talk about this episode. Now, 
I wanted to do some kind of like closing out here because um, I've gotten a lot of questions about, you know, what are the chakra bodies? What do they do? And I know that earlier in the first season, I went over the chakras and I went over, you know, in one episode, kind of what they are, what they represent and everything. But I think it's always good to talk about it in each season. So that way people that are just coming in, maybe that, you know, don't start from the beginning, kind of have an idea of what the chakras are, how they help you and, um, what good crystals are associated with them. And that's one thing I really wanted to bring into this. And I actually um, found a really great uh, blogger that puts all that stuff into one. And so I'm basically just going to be reading some stuff off of her blog posts, which were, I mean, they're absolutely spot on and incredible. So if you guys like reading about blog posts, or if you just like reading about the, the chakra systems, she's a really great person to read some of her stuff. It's pretty brief, and it goes over everything really well. Um, it's bemytravelmuse.com. And it's a woman named Kristen, who basically just travels around the world and, you know, does her spiritual thing. And it's amazing. So check her out if you want to read about all the stuff that I'm going to be basically touching on today. So instead of doing a crystal of the week, um, since I'm going to have a whole bunch of crystals in the actual topic, um, I'm just going to skip the crystal bit. Don't get mad at me, okay? <laughs> and I'm just going to move right into the quote of the week. So I have two quotes to make up for the lack of the crystal section. So the first quote is by Abrajani. And it is from the Tao of the Rainbow. There is no envy, jealousy, or hatred between the different colors of the rainbow, and no fear either, because each one exists to make the other's love more beautiful. And the second quote is by Gary Zukav, and that is, intuition is the voice of the non-physical world. Okay, so let's dive into your chakras and what they are, where they exist in the world, how they help you, and what crystals are associated with each energetic body. Okay, so just to start out, you have seven. Your first one is your root chakra, and we're going to start there. So the, the root chakra is basically your seat of everything. It is your connection to the earth. So the basically the, the concept of chakras is the name for which means wheel in Sanskrit. Dates back to ancient India as early as 1500 BC with their first mentioning in the Vedas, which is the first sacred texts of Hinduism. And for the last several millennia, the chakra systems have been an important concept in both Hinduism and Tantric Buddhism. So while chakra balancing is often labeled new age, it really isn't, isn't a new thing. It's actually something that is very ancient and very, very sacred. So chakras are, at their most basic definition, the major focal points through which energy flows up and down the entire physical body. So imagine them like being intersections in the body where dozens of nerves come together to form spinning clusters of energy. And these energy centers don't just govern the well-being of the body's physical properties. They also have powerful connections to the human emotionality and spirituality. Now, a lot of times when you have physical ailments, that will be represented also because of your 
your energetic body being out of alignment or blocked. So a lot of times when you have issues in your physical body, they can be related to out of alignment or blocked energetic bodies. Now, granted, don't just make that an assumption before getting an assessment by a medical provider. Make sure that you're okay before, you know, you're doing some of the spiritual work and you actually have some pretty physical, like some issues going on. Make sure that everything all is well within your body first before, you know, you start delving into, okay, everything is every I've been checked out. So let's see if maybe I have a block in this energetic body. You know what I mean? So the other thing I want to touch on too is when when we're talking about nerves coming together in the spiritual sense, that is also called the natus system or natus. Some people call it natus, natus system. And that's one thing I'm going to go into with the new season. Uh, the season three is the natus system because that kind of branches out and more in depth into how your energetic bodies work and how they're all interwoven and connected and um, how they express themselves. And your natus system is a very integral part of that. So anyway, moving forward, the earth has chakra points too, located in places long held sacred by bygone civilizations. So while some believe that there have been, or there could be hundreds or even thousands of chakras in the human body, it really comes down to a set of seven primary chakras that align with the spinal cord and stretch from the bottom of the spine to the top of the head. The first of the seven is the root chakra, which helps us anchor to the other six chakras, or it it acts as an anchor to the other six chakras. So let's talk more in depth about the root chakra. So the root chakra has a Sanskrit name, and I will try my best to not butcher the hell out of it. So Mulahadra, Mulahadara, Muladhara, (laughs) M-U-L-A-D-H-A-R-A, Muladhara. Yoginis out there, please DM me and tell me how much of a dummy I am and correct me, please. I am totally fine with that. So Muladhara uh, in Sanskrit is known as the root of all things. It's located at the base of the spine and in about tailbone level, it acts as the individual center of emotional and spiritual balance, as well as instinctual consciousness. At its most basic level, the root is um, concerned with needs. It governs one's senses of stability, safety, strength, and commitment, and is responsible for self-preservation and feeling grounded. While the root chakra is evolutionarily tied to those basic instincts that help us survive, modern day has connected the chakra more to the business of helping us thrive. So moving beyond just food, water, and shelter, the domain of the root chakra has come to include concepts like health, wealth, and community. Day-to-day feelings of trust, belonging, and being present are governed by the root chakra. The root chakra is especially important to the chakra system or chakra energy system because a lack of roots can compromise the integrity of all the other chakras, directly affecting the well-being of the entire body, mind, and spirit. Only when we feel that our most essential needs are met can we focus on the growing. Now, are you guys hearing that? Because truly, I feel like everybody gets really hung up and tied up in the really like 
seemingly cooler chakras like your third eye or your crown or your heart or the things that you can actually utilize a lot of your psychic or, you know, intuitive gifts or even your solar plexus, that we forget about the ones that are truly essential and necessary, like our root. Without those chakras being in alignment, none of the others can be running in perfect alignment either. So the root chakra is also believed to be connected with kundalini or cosmic energy force, which can be awakened and moved up the spine through the other chakras. Within the chakra system, the root chakra has a masculine energy and is symbolized by a red lotus with four petals. Elementally, it is associated with the earth and its mantra is I have. Now, um, she has a, I think this is really cool. So she recognizes um, the different places on the earth that are the represented of that chakra system. So she recognizes Mount Shasta in Northern California. And she says that like many energy vortexes around the world, this mountain is actually a volcano. And through it, though it hasn't erupted in two to 300 years, it is still considered active. Local Native American tribes have long believed that the volcano might be the center of the universe or the birthplace of the creator, reflecting its ability to challenge, or I'm sorry, ability to channel energy upward, just as the root chakra does in the human body. So I think that's really gorgeous and very representative of what our root chakra does. So when it's blocked or out of balance, Um, the root chakra may fall out of balance or become blocked due to the everyday stressors of life, as well as unexpected hardship, difficulties in relationships, fear and anxiety, and any number of other things that life may throw at us. So when the root chakra is out of alignment, it often leads to an avoidance of conflict, a fear of basic needs going unmet, or a scarcity mindset, feeling of disconnection, voicelessness, or powerlessness might arise, or one might become stuck, lost, stagnant, depleted, or flighty. So those are, I feel like I've come across that so many different times. And a lot of times you can reflect some of those issues with things like bladder or colon problems or parasympathetic nerve issues and things that are really related to that area. So if you're feeling any of those things, maybe tap into what's going on in your life and how your root might be the cause of some of the, or not really the cause, might be out of balance because of those issues that you may be experiencing and to work through meditation, utilizing some crystal energy and also self-care practices, also eating and um, utilizing exercise, um, generally using about 30, uh, 15 to 30 minutes a day of physical exercise, just moving your body powerfully affects your root chakra. Also utilizing different yoga poses, um, like child's pose, lotus, triangle pose, garland pose can help. And um, eating red foods because the color of the root chakra is, is really closely associated with the color red. So if you eat things like um, uh, raspberries, strawberries, uh, red apples, um, tomatoes, things that are red generally help open and move that area beautifully. Um, so the other things are, um, affirmations, um, some affirmations that you can utilize with this really sacred center is I am centered and grounded. I am here and I am safe with every breath. I release all anxiety and fear. I am at home in my body. I have everything I need to create the life I desire. 
So um, another thing is the it has a seed syllable, and it is L A M, and it's pronounced like lam, not lamb. So that'll help you know, uh, with that verbalizing, um, sensation and that vibration, it'll help open up that specific area in your body. Okay. So that pretty much covers the root chakra. So let's talk about the different stones. So red Jasper, red agate, red quartz, and then you have also black crystals like obsidian, black jasper, hematite, onyx, and smoky quartz. And the things that are really important to know about, especially those black stones, is that they are very like widely associated with safety and protection, which is really what a lot of your uh, root chakra has to do with. So especially like hematite and obsidian, those ones are very good with blocking bad energy. Onyx is really good with releasing any of those negativity. Also, smoky quartz is also really good about identifying some of that bad energy that you may be holding onto and helping you release it gently. And then red jasper and red agate and red quartz are really good with helping that energetic area start spinning again and healing that area as opposed to having the black ones that release some of the negativity that might be held in that space. Okay, so that covers the root chakra. So let's move upwards to our sacral chakra. So let's see. The sacral chakra, the Sanskrit word for this one is Swadasthana. I think Swadasthana. Swadasthana. S W A D I S T H A N A. And um, so this. This chakra is the seat of sexuality, creation. It is a very feminine space. It is a water space. It's located in the center of the lower belly, or as some believe, the genital area. And it acts as this individual center for pleasure and passion, both sensually and creatively. The chakra governs reproductive systems and processes, sexuality, relationships, emotions, and the sense of adventure. So sexuality tends to be the first thing that comes to mind at the thought of the sacral area, but creativity is an often overlooked aspect of it as well. It is important to remember that this chakra isn't only concerned with sex, um, and, and the same goes for Tantra. In fact, at its most broad, the sacral chakra simply governs passion and pleasure, phenomena which manifest themselves in our lives via two avenues. On one side is creativity and zeal for life. Think finding enjoyment by creating something like a piece of art, a recipe, or even a business, as well as just having fun in life. On the other side is sensuality and the sense of embracing one's own natural human sexuality, which is where I feel most people can get really hung up and have a hard time and where most of our blocks are located. The sacral chakra has a feminine energy and is symbolized by a flower and crescent moon. Elementally, the sacral chakra is associated with water and his mantra is I feel. So the place that she has recognized on earth that is representative of the sacral chakra is Lake Titicaca in Peru and Bolivia. So she says this massive lake uh, ranks in the 20, 20 largest in the world and is divided almost perfectly in half by the Peruvian-Bolivian border. As the sacral chakra's element is water, it makes sense that a large body of fresh water would be the location of the earth's sacral chakra. 
In addition, this lake is located of or is lo, is the location of an island named Isla del Sol or Island of the Sun, which was once home to the Incas, who considered the lake sacred. Even more interesting is the archaeological discovery of the submerged ancient temple. Legend has it that Titicaca possesses both masculine and feminine energies, which make it a perfect representation of human sexuality as the Earth's sacral chakra. So one thing that I, I really love also about the sacral chakra is it is very representative of how the feminine creates in and of itself. It is in the sense sort of a magnet. It draws to as opposed to going out and energetically doing. It creates within. It is like the spark in the darkness. It is created within the dark because the moon is representative of feminine energy. So the moon shines bright in darkness. So is our creativity that comes from within. It's created from within, whereas, you know, more of the masculine energetic is created on the outside. So when this area is blocked or out of balance, the sacral chakra, um, you may have issues with your reproductive system, um, including menstrual cramps, urinary tract infections, um, a significant increase or decrease in sexual interest, and lower back pain. Problems with the bladder, kidneys, or adrenals can also arise. Of course, this is no suggestion. These symptoms aren't from something else entirely. Um, and obviously, get doctor's advice before you really delve into some of these symptoms that you might be having before you move into just you know, spiritually healing all of these things, get the, the medical healing first. Anyway, from an emotional standpoint, one might feel closed off, opposed to spontaneity, uncomfortable in one's own body, or shameful about sexuality. Not feeling sensual or having difficulty pursuing creative endeavors are other potential problems resulting from an out-of-alignment sacral chakra. Luckily, there are a wide variety of approaches to combat this and bring the chakra back into balance. So for one thing, just like it is with your root chakra, physical movement can be beneficial, especially when targeted at the sacral chakra region through exercises like hip circles. So if you're into belly dancing or into hula dancing, that is a great way, a great way of getting that specific, targeting that specific area through physical movement. It brings helps to bring circulation into that area. And in that same vein, certain yoga asanas can be helping helpful with that realignment. So warrior two, goddess pose, low lunge, and even pigeon poses are some of those most are some of the most notable ones. Um, so the so let's move on to some of the meditations where you can use um, uh, the the sound. So there is LAM the help align the root chakra, the same would be done with the sound V-A-M. Um, and the sound seed syllable is pronounced like the word lawn. So it's vom, not van. Okay, so these vocalizations will help restore that area. So affirmations for this area. I am grateful for the body which supports and empowers me. I am thankful and joyful to be me. I accept, embrace, and celebrate my body. I honor my natural sexuality. I open myself up for creativity and passion to flow through me. 
Okay, some other things you can eat that would be helpful for this area are orange foods because orange is the color that represents this area. So foods like tangerines, carrots, sweet potatoes, which are also yams, those are excellent foods to pick to have those that area be move into more alignment. Okay, so let's talk about the crystals that best help this area. So just like the color, you're going to want to pick something that is orange in a crystal in order to help, you know, draw more energy healing into that area. So orange calcite, carnelian, sunstone, moonstone, and tangerine quartz are all incredible um, crystals to help with healing and positive energy movement to that area. Now, granted, you're going to want to pick something that is that you feel your best called to. So, I mean, that's that is that goes without saying with all crystals. But if you're trying to pick an orange one in general, just go with what feels energetically best for you because that is what's going to help you the most. Okay, just look for what is orange or moonstone isn't an orange, but there is orange moonstone. I think it's usually peach in color, but moonstone is a, a very feminine uh, stone. So that just in and of itself will help get that area moving because it is a very sacred feminine space. Okay, moving right along, you guys, to the solar plexus. Now, just as the sacral plexus is the seat of femininity, the solar plexus is actually your seat of masculinity. So what is the solar plexus? So the Sanskrit word for solar plexus is Manipura. Like, I actually said that right. Oh my God. (laughs) And this translates to the city of jewels. It's located in the upper belly at the diaphragm. It acts as the center for personal power. The chakra governs personality, ego, and identity, as well as personal freedom, choice, and authenticity. The solar plexus chakra has much to do with motivation, willpower, and purpose, which stem from one's sense of personal efficacy self-confidence and view of the self connected to the solar plexus chakra as well. Furthermore, or I'm sorry, self-confidence. Did I say that right? Self-confidence and the view of the self connect to the solar plexus chakra. I feel like I said that really weird. So sorry, guys. (laughs) So anyway, this chakra governs the digestive system and its respective organs. As a result, it has jurisdiction over both the gut's emotional brain and stored emotions. So the solar plexus chakra has a masculine energy and is symbolized by the color yellow and or gold and by a downward pointing triangle with a 10 petaled flower. Elementally, the solar plexus chakra is associated with fire as well as the sun and its mantra is I can. I also kind of feel like it's it's a good what another good mantra for this area is I am as well. Okay, on earth, there is the so she picked think she has a group of three or two let me see so the earth representation of the chakra is located at a pair of massive rock formations in australia called uluru and kata Oof. for those that know how to say this i'm so sorry um juta t-j-u-t-a uluru and kata juta 
Both formations are thousands of feet tall and sit on a protected land due to their cultural value to Australian Aboriginal peoples as they play important roles in creation and ancient wisdom. Fitting with the solar plexus chakra's element of fire, the formations turn a fiery red color at sunrise and sunset. So when the sacral chakra is blocked or out of balance, um, you experiencing things like gastric or digestion issues like stomach pain, heartburn, acid reflux, nausea, ulcers, or a loss of appetite. More serious conditions like diabetes, hypoglycemia, and even eating disorders can link back to the solar plexus chakra as well. Of course, as I said a number of times, this is a spiritual belief and does not replace the opinion of a trained doctor. <laughs> uh, just so we put that out there. On an emotional scale, irresponsibility, an excessive need for control, victim mentality, and feelings of helplessness, insecurity, or inauthenticity can be connected to this chakra. So another, so one way to help get this area spinning and back in realignment is also physical exercise. So some of the things that you can do is moving your body. And then there are also specific yoga asanas that you can use such as bow pose, boat pose, lion pose, mountain pose, warrior pose, and seated spinal twist. All those areas will help get that area spinning again and help it to move back into alignment. So beyond movement or beyond yoga, movement in general can be effective in balancing the chakra as exercise can help to create an individual sense of strength, growth, and power. Okay, so there is also the, the word that you can utilize. So the vocalization that can draw out some of the... Um, draw or draw up the vibration of this area and this is the the seed syllable r-a-m so that target the solar plexus and the to pronounce it correctly it's r it, it sounds like rom not ram like the animal so rom is that seed syllable to help boost that energetic space the affirmations that you're going to want to pay attention to for this space is i am enough i have purpose I know who I am and live true to myself. I am confident and authentic. I am strong, capable, and powerful. So let's talk about the best crystals for your solar plexus. The best ones are going to be the color yellow or gold. Uh, citrine is one of the most, it's like the most popular one for their solar plexus. Yellow tourmaline, tiger's eye, yellow jasper, and yellow quartz. So pick some of those up to help get your solar plexus spinning and bright and help your seat of confidence grow and, um, and get in more alignment. Okay, so let's talk about your heart chakra. So just as a thing for me, the heart chakra, I feel since it's literally the center of your seven chakra systems, it is the seat of where everything is enmeshed and communicated. So where everything comes up from the earth and where everything comes from the divine, your heart chakra, I feel like is the space that kind of like alchemizes all of that communication and all of the things that you get from your earth centers and your your higher centers so your heart being the seat of of unconditional love for others and the self is the place where everything is alchemized energetically so your heart chakra is the color green it is the um the sanskrit word is anahata 
and it is roughly translated to unhurt. It's a green six-pointed star with a 12-petaled flower, and elementally the heart chakra is associated with air, and its mantra is I love. Um, Let's see. So on the earth, the heart chakra exists on the planet, and it is in Glastonbury and Shaftesbury, England. Um, Another 25 miles beyond lies Stonehenge, which adds another layer of mystique to this earth chakra. All kinds of legends centered around this location, like the tale that Glastonbury Tor has a connection to King Arthur and the ancient mythological land of Avalon. Other stories point to this historical figure, Joseph of Arimathea, who believed to have carried relics of the resurrected Jesus across the ocean to modern-day England. Meanwhile, in combining the symbolic meanings associated with Glastonbury to Shaftesbury, one joins love, Glastonbury, and will, Shaftesbury, making this a powerful location for the Earth's heart chakra. Glastonbury and Shaftesbury are the most commonly discussed location for the heart chakra. However, another location which is sometimes considered is Maui's Hala... Haleakala Volcano. (laughs) Apparently, the energy at the top of this dormant volcano gives off the same frequency as the beating of the human heart, which of course I was going to mention because that is very, very beautiful. So one thing about the heart chakra and the reason why it's special is because it is the fourth of the seven chakras make it an exact halfway point of all the systems and the unifier of the physical and spiritual spiritual chakras. By connecting the lower three chakras, the root, sacral, and solar with the upper three, the third eye, throat, and crown, the heart chakra acts as the bridge between the earth and the spirit. So when a heart chakra is blocked or out of balance, one might feel hardened like hard-hearted, broken-hearted, unhappy, lonely, insecure, easily hurt, or unable to receive love. One might choose to lead with the head and not the heart, to grow distant from others and put up walls to shut down emotionally or to hold onto resentment or bitterness. So one thing that you can do to help energetically um, is to utilize some different yoga asanas like bow pose, camel pose, and other chest openers. Um, You can even just um, grasp your hands behind your back and then roll your shoulders back just to open up that chest space. And that'll help really release some of those negative blockages that might be there and force your energy to start moving. Um, So obviously exercise in general, um, especially uh, cardio will help with this area. So as we all love running, you don't have to just run. You can ride a bike. You can go for a walk. Anything that's going to get your heart rate up will help with that area to start to spin again. Breath work is also exceptional to help this area beginning to spin again. Meditation, obviously, for all of your chakra areas will help, but uh, utilizing and verbalizing seed syllables like uh, Y-A-M, which is pronounced like yaw, like yam, um, not yam, like the vegetable. So affirmations, I am worthy and deserving of love. I forgive myself and others. I am open to giving and receiving love. I live with gratitude and generosity. I honor the guiding of my heart. Okay, so let's talk about crystals that are associated with this area. So Amazonite. Amazonite is a beautiful like light green teal colored crystal that is really really great with also um 
not just healing the heart area, but also opening you up to giving and receiving love. Rose quartz is especially great for your higher heart center. So this is where your thymus is. This is your area for loving of yourself and being unconditional towards yourself. Emerald, malachite, and peridot are also exceptional um, heart healing crystals as well. So anything that's really the color green is going to be very, very helpful with healing your heart space. Also going out into a green area is really, really helpful with healing your heart space and eating green leafy vegetables. So, you know, (laughs) anything that is abundantly green is going to help heal that heart space. And also it's really good for you and it'll help with your cardiac system. So spinach, kale, um, green apples, green grapes, all the green things will help with that area. Okay, moving upward to your throat. So the throat chakra is, the Sanskrit term is, oof, visuddha, V-I-S-H-U-D-D-H-A in Sanskrit. And it is located at the center of the neck and it acts as the individual's force of expression and individual truth, but internally and externally. A balanced throat chakra helps to set us free from the fear of judgment or need for approval from others. The chakra helps us to embrace our originality and unique individual experiences in the world. It is also associated with purity, this connecting it to the concept of truth. The throat chakra is responsible for communication, the expression of thoughts, feelings, and ideas, a healthy internal dialogue, and striking a balance between speaking and listening as well as the seeking and sharing of truth, social skills, and personal integrity and honor. It also works closely with the sacral chakra. While the sacral chakra governs creativity, it is a throat chakra that allows the individual to express those creative ideas rather than stifling them for fear of others' opinions. Now, granted, I feel like each chakra has its way of expressing So I feel like even though the throat and the sacral chakra have this intimate connection, be the voice being one that expresses vocally what's happening, I feel like the throat is really good with expressing those areas through our voice. But it is also very sacred in understanding and knowing those areas for being true. The throat chakra has a masculine energy and is symbolized by a blue 16-petaled flower. Elementally is associated with sound, and its mantra is I speak. So on Earth, she labels the Earth's throat chakra as the Great Pyramid of Giza in Egypt, Mount Sinai in Egypt, and the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem, all three of which have historical importances. The Great Pyramid dates back to around 2500 BC and was built to be the tomb for Pharaoh Khufu. Mount Sinai is where the Old Testament of the Bible states Moses received the Ten Commandments, and the Mount of Olives and Jerusalem in general was an important location during the lifetime of Jesus. Connecting these three sites on a map form a near-perfect right triangle. Since the throat chakra governs voice and communication, many believe these sites to represent the cries of the mother from the Middle East, the Earth's way of calling out for help amidst humanity's relentless turmoil. Oof. Damn. I felt that. (laughs) Okay. So when your throat chakra is blocked or out of balance, 
or out of balance. Um, ailments like laryngitis, hoarseness, sore throats, tension and pain in the neck, shoulders or jaw, difficulties within the thyroid, lymph system, or pituitary glands, and problems with the teeth, gums, nose, ears, lower sinuses, or upper respiratory systems could arise if the throat chakra is blocked. So emotionally, one might feel shy, insecure, or socially anxious around others, choose not to speak at all, or be unable to express oneself. Conversely, one might dominate conversations, complain excessively, gossip, speak aggressively or without thinking, or not allow others to express themselves or need to always be right. So those are all ways that you can find your throat to be blocked. So some of the different asanas that you can use are shoulder stand, plow pose, fish pose, lion pose, seated cat cow, and neck circles can help to target and open the throat chakra. And let's see, you can use um, breath work obviously will be very, very helpful. Any sort of like big breath movement, um, like utilizing, I think it's lion's breath where you open your mouth really wide, stick out your tongue and make a noise and like let out all the air. That'll be very helpful for your throat as well. So one of the seed syllables for the throat is ham or H-A-M. Pronounce it the same as the vowel for hot rather than ham, like the food and draw out the vowel sound in your throat affirmations for the throat. I live and speak my truth. My voice is unique and valuable. I freely and honestly use my voice to express myself. I communicate clearly. I know when to speak and I know when to listen. I advocate for myself and I stand up for what I believe. Okay, crystals. Let's talk about the crystals. (laughs) Turquoise. Turquoise is a brilliant color. Now, a brilliant crystal, and it's beautiful color, obviously, because I love I love turquoise. It is super sacred and beautiful to me, and to many cultures as well. Um, it really helps with that improvement and energetic flow of your throat chakra, and 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 also it also helps with your third eye as well. Lapis lazuli is also one of those. Azurite, aquamarine, and blue lace agate are all exceptional for your throat chakra and healing. Also, a lot of them are very much connected to your third eye as well. Okay, speaking of the third eye, let's move forward to the third eye. So the third eye is also known as Ajna uh, in Sanskrit, and it is the seat of intuition. The Sanskrit name also includes perceive, beyond wisdom, and command. It's located near the center of the forehead and acts as the individual's center of wisdom, conscious, and higher consciousness. Also, um, there is a gland in your brain called the pineal gland. And I talked about this in the last um, episode where it is that is literally your third eye and it's a pine cone shape. It can get calcified. So watch the amount of fluoride that you're intaking. And also um, utilizing um, visualization practices will keep this area very healthy. So um, the third eye allows for clear thought, spiritual contemplation, and self-reflection. It is the highest chakra in the physical body, so it allows you to provide visionary perspective. The third eye also helps to determine one's reality and beliefs based on what one chooses to see in the world. 
No, I like how she worded that because it's based on what you choose to see in the world. To open your third eye is to relinquish really your choice and how you see things, but open up and release control of how things are seen because you're seeing things for what they really are instead of making judgments or choices based upon them. So this is also your seat of your sixth sense because it is your what your sixth chakra, right? It um it is the most perceptive part of the human body and spirit. It governs self-awareness, higher wisdom, visualization, clarity, discernment, imagination, and creative dreaming. When balanced and in alignment, the third eye chakra trades typical black and white or me versus them thinking for wider perspectives and interconnectedness. The third eye chakra has a feminine energy. It is symbolized by the color indigo and an upside down triangle and lotus flower. And elementally, it is associated with light, although some argue that the third eye is associated with uh, not with any specific element, but with the everythingness. Its mantra is, I see. So on earth, the third eye is represented by not just like, I think it's one area, but it shifts. So another name for the third eye on earth chakra is the Aeon Activation Center, which reflects the belief that its location changes every new astrological age or eon. The current age of Aquarius determines that the third eye lies with the heart chakra at the glass at Glastonbury, England. This location is expected to shift to Brazil with the coming age of Capricorn. So astronomers actually believe each astrological age to last between 2100 and 2500 years. So it doesn't change quite frequently, at least for us on a, you know, kind of a weird time format anyway. So when your third eye is blocked or out of balance, uh, the third eye can experience um, not flowing freely or a variety of physiological, mental, emotional, and spiritual ailments such as headaches, eye strain, blurred vision, sinus issues, hearing problems, or dizziness. Cognitive indicators of an unbalanced third eye chakra may include disassociation, issues concentrating, nightmares, sleep disturbances, mental fog, and confusion. This is not intended to obviously replace any advice, evaluation, or a qualified medical pro. So <laughs> I've been saying that a lot today just because I'm, you know, I don't want people to think that, oh, this is just a third eye issue and it's actually something worse. So make sure you get that looked at first anyway, if you're having any of these physiological symptoms. So common emotional cues are self-doubt, worry, overthinking, closed-mindedness, feeling lost or relying on others for validation and permission. Lastly, some spiritual ailments which point back to the third eye include a lack of confidence in one's path or purpose, feeling an absence of intuition, being too rooted in the physical world to heed higher guidance and wisdom, or being too rooted in daydreams to focus on the present reality. Okay, so a, a couple of yoga asanas that will be very helpful for getting your third eye back in alignment is fish pose, shoulder stand, child's and child's pose can help with getting that area back in alignment. Uh, consistently focusing on releasing tension in the head, face, and neck, which can block the flow of energy to and from the third eye will be very, very helpful. Visualization also will be very helpful with getting this area flowing. So guided meditation or just meditation in general is very helpful. But if it can be hard for you to visualize things, having a guided meditation will be very, very helpful um, because it will force you to think of the things that they're telling you. 
um, until you can do this yourself. So the seed syllable for the third I is om. And that is to be pronounced like the O vowel sound, not an owl. So om, like O, om. Okay, affirmations. I honor and trust my intuition. I learn from my experiences. I am connected to the universe. I have clarity and peace of mind. I look both inward and outward for wisdom. I am receiving and I am trusting. Okay, so another thing that can be very helpful is having a dream journal. So if you do, if you're, if you have dreams and you remember them, have a little notebook right by your bed so that you can write them down. Your dreams are a beautiful way for your third eye to really speak clearly to you. And um, as you move along and have these dreams, have them written down. So that way you can actually go back and listen to what your higher self is trying to tell you through your third eye area. Also eat purple things like blueberries Ugh, eggplant, which is my least favorite. I will do the thing, you guys. I will try it. I will keep trying and see if I can like it later. But <laughs> anyway, deep indigo color plants and foods are very, very helpful. Also, um, essential oils and incense like frankincense, rosemary, sandalwood, patchouli, and myrrh can help with the third eye. Let's talk about the crystals. So there's actually a ton of crystals. Tanzanite, sodalite, iolite, sapphire, and I'd like to add in carowite and amethyst. Those two, those, those crystals are incredible for activating this third eye area and helping it become more clear and in alignment and unblocked. So check those out. Let me know what you think. And finally, let's move on to the crown chakra. This is the last chakra on your body. Well, she says the third eye is the last Uh, chakra in your physical body but anyway the crown chakra is at the top of your head and the sanskrit word is uh, sahasrara s-a-h-a-s-r-a-r-a in sanskrit it's known as the bridge to the cosmos it is the most spiritual in nature of all seven chakras located above the crown of the head It acts as the individual center of spirit, enlightenment, wisdom, universal consciousness, and connection to higher guidance. In a sense, the crown chakra is our highest potential. It governs interaction and communication with the universe, one sense of inspiration and devotion, and union with the higher self and the divine, and deeper understanding. Simultaneously, it is responsible for a healthy spiritual life. Some people like to think of the crown chakra as a kind of umbilical cord to the divine, whereby we as human beings are connected to the oneness of all things. Because of this direct connection, it is important that we do not conceptualize ourselves as being completely separated from the divine. Instead, that greater universal force is merely a larger expansion of the same energy, which makes us up too. The crown chakra allows for the experiences of unity and universal connectedness, as well as the integration of the whole. It has a masculine energy and is represented by the color violet or sometimes white, while its symbol is a circle with 1,000 petals. Elementally, it is associated with thought and silence, and its mantra is I know. I think that it's really interesting that the mantra is I know, and elementally, it's it's thought, it's thought and silence. I want to connect those two with I know and silence. My three-year-old is having a rough go. (laughs) 
So let's talk a little bit about this association with thought and silence and the mantra mantra being I know. I absolutely love that. Because sometimes we get so caught up in the noise and the things and trying to learn and understand what things are that sometimes not receiving information and not seeing things is how you're going to really understand things. And I know that sounds really strange, but a lot of times when people are like trying to meditate, they have so much going on in their head and they can't, they can't calm down. They can't like have these visions or the things that they want to see or have things talking to them, their spirit guides, like speaking to them. Sometimes silence is the best knowledge. And I know that sounds absolutely banana pancakes crazy, but really I have received more guidance in just sitting in the quiet and sitting in the silence and allowing myself to merely just be. And I learn more about who I am by sitting in silence because the expansiveness of the universe occurred from seemingly nothing by absolute quiet, by nothing in the vacuum of space occurring seemingly but knowing that there is a greater knowledge within the darkness and the and the silence to be understood so when you're going into this meditative practice knowing that you may not hear or sense anything there is always going to be knowledge that's gleaned from just sitting in the quiet and in the silence and in the darkness to be understood about yourself and the greater perspectives that are going to be coming. Anyway, moving on to where the crown chakra is on the earth. So she recognizes Mount Kailash, a nearly 22,000 foot tall peak in Tibet, which is regarded as the crown jewel of the Himalayas, nicknamed the roof of the world. Mount Kailash is considered to be the most sacred mountain in the entire range. In fact, oh my God, excuse me. (laughs) Sorry. In fact, Tibetans consider the mountain so holy that no one dares offend the divine by attempting to climb it. The the mountain seems to be the perfect location for the crown chakra because both physically and non-physically, through grandeur and sacredness, the mountain acts as the earthly embodiment of the connection to spirit. When blocked or out of balance... Um, You can be plagued by stuck energy. A range of emotional cues can act as red flags pointing in the direction of the problem. Common indicators of trouble with the crown chakra include difficulty meditating, difficulty feeling connected, and spiritual disinterest, as well as boredom, feeling antsy with the mundane, not feeling connected to one's purpose or wisdom, or desiring complete isolation. Perhaps the strongest sign of an unbalanced crown chakra are depression, apathy, and skepticism. Meanwhile, still others include stubbornness, excessive sarcasm, and narrow-mindedness. There's going to be a lot of you that go, excessive sarcasm? Oh my God, how blocked is my crown chakra? (laughs) I know so many, and it's usually just because sarcasm is really well understood by me. I think it's hilarious, but... I get it. It's I, I looked at that and went, oh, geez. Oh, my God. Okay. Anyway, so um, one way to target the alignment of the crown chakra is through moving the body. Are we, are we surprised by that statement? We are not surprised by that statement. I feel like every chakra is affected and can move into more alignment by moving your body. Specifically, yoga asanas like headstands, for example, can be beneficial for moving energy through the crown region. So... Um, You can also utilize um, tapping. Uh, 
which I, I'm not really familiar with, but she she talks about tapping. So you could probably look that up on YouTube. And it's called uh, aligning the chakra is emotional freedom. It's emotional freedom technique. And so more colloquially referred to as tapping. So check that out if you want to give that a try. And let's let's talk about the the vowel or the um, the seed syllable or the verbalization utilized for this center. And it's om, which makes it o vowel sound, not an a vowel sound, to come target the crown chakra. So om. Affirmations. I am connected to the universe and the, to everything around me. I'm going to re-say that. I am connected to the universe and to everything around me. I am guided by something greater than myself. I have access to wisdom and peace. I honor my spirit and the divine within me. Okay, so let's talk about the crystals that are associated with the crown chakra. So anything clear, okay, clear quartz, diamonds, those are like the big amplifier stones that would really heal those areas. Also, uh, color the color purple, like that amethyst, um, are really healing for this area. Also, apophyllite, selenite, lavender quartz, and sudulite. I also want to put out there uh, lavender jade is a really great one for your crown chakra and also your higher heart chakra. So those are all of the things, all of the crystals and all the things about the chakras. And hopefully you guys have a deeper understanding of what what those energy bodies mean in your body and how you need to be focused on them and what it looks like when they're out of alignment or are blocked or anything like that. And some of the things that you can do to help those areas get more um, get more in aligned. So, oh, also foods to eat for the crown chakra. You know, what's funny is I feel like the crown chakra is mostly related to fasting and water. So if you are finding that your crown chakra is out of alignment, I feel like having like a good fast for a couple of days, like not like you know, like fasting the whole day, like taking like eight hour chunks or something like that, like stop eating at eight and then eating again at noon, you know, having like a couple of days where you try that out will help get this chakra more in alignment and maybe just drinking water during that time or just herbal tea will help with opening and aligning your crown chakra. So it's funny, all the other areas of your body that have a food associated, your crown chakra, I think is just water and fasting that will help with that. Okay, that's pretty much it, you guys. I was kind of thinking this was going to be a shorter podcast. I um, apparently am not really great with brevity with this one, but it was a lot of info, and I really thought it would be a great way to close out this season and tell you guys how much I love you and thank you so much for you know taking the time to listen to all the things that I bring forward and you know finish up the season with a foundational structure for spirituality spirituality which is all of your chakra systems and how to keep them spinning and healthy in alignment and that's what we're here for is raising our vibration staying healthy stay in alignment and moving forward in our spiritual practice so anyway I will see you guys in a couple of weeks. I love you all so, so much. And I really look forward to bringing all of the really amazing information to you uh, in the beginning of August. In the meantime, if you have any questions, if you have any thoughts, if you just want to talk to me, be sure to check out my website and you can um, message me through there. I have um, 
an email associated, a phone number associated. So that way you guys can talk to me if you have any questions or if you have any comments, concerns, or just overall, just stuff that you want to talk about. I am here for it. I love all of you so much. And it's, it just makes me so happy to get to talk to some of you guys. So anyway, I hope that you have a fantastic couple of weeks, you guys, and I love you all so, so much. And I will see you on August 7th. And until then, love and light to you all. I'm going to do things out of order because that is just the way it's going to go today. It's going. All right. Anyway. Okay. Maybe I should think about where is this stuff here. Okay. I've got this thing and this. Okay. I think, I think I got all the things and okay. I think I'm ready. I think we're ready to finally do this. We are ready. Okay. I've got all my crap here. I've got all my notes think okay that took a minute but anyway back to back to the thing <laughs> oh, I love my children I love them I love them I love them so much okay okay let me see if I can do this hopefully my kid won't scream but we shall see nope she's gonna keep screaming If you would like an intuitive tarot reading or a past life tarot reading, be sure to contact me at my website at www.thirdeyewithlorelei.com and third is spelled with the three R-D, not T-H-I-R-D. Or you can contact me on my Instagram account or on my Facebook account. You can DM me and we can set up some time to get your reading in as soon as possible. In-person reading is accepted at this time. Also, readings over Zoom are accepted. So make sure to contact me and let me know what you need, you guys. Love and light to you all.